Good morning, everyone. Welcome to episode 22 of the Broadview Podcast. We're going to talk about the seventh episode of WandaVision. And sometimes, and sometimes so, I gotta, uh, and sometimes, and sometimes I gotta coast, 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 coast. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome to episode 21 or 22, uh, one of the episodes of the 476ers podcast. Thankfully, we know what episode I'm talking about in WandaVision. I just don't remember what episode this podcast is. Anywho, so we are going to talk about episode seven of the, of the um, of WandaVision, obviously. I'm going to do it a little bit differently today. Uh, I still have my great disorganized notes, uh, which is what separates me from the rest because everyone else has these huge production teams and good for them. You know, they deserve those production teams, but they're not me. They don't have the mind of me that is able to see see deeper meaning and detail into everything I look like, no matter how, no, uh, everything I look at, no matter how insignificant or significant. Um, so that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to give you that perspective, a different perspective. I'm a nerd for sure, but I am also someone who is super duper metaphorical. Uh, and you know, like when I see, you know, someone could drop something in the episode by accident, you know, like Game of Thrones, I could find meaning in the accidental Starbucks cup, you know, the way that, uh, things fall apart, uh, back then and today, you know, how today can mirror the past, no matter what, it's always the same. Uh, you know, it's always the same cycle. And that's kind of what Game of Thrones tells us uh, about Starbucks going forward. So, anywho, uh, <laughs> we're not here to talk about trash ass Game of Thrones. We're here to talk about WandaVision. So, you know, even though it's kind of funny because a lot of what made Game of Thrones so huge and so popular, so much bigger than, than just this show on HBO, it is really impressive to think about because the MCU now has had, you know, Twenty like massive films, a bunch of Netflix shows, now a Disney Plus show, and more shows to come up um, to make it be this all-encompassing universe. Whereas Game of Thrones was self-contained within this show, um, but still spawned the same amount of content pretty much on a daily basis as the MCU, which just has more stuff. But uh, anyway. So what I'm going to do is let's start. Let's start with a, a basic synopsis of the show. I'm, I'll give you a quick rundown. I'm not going to do it like I tried to do it last week, breaking down the episode kind of from beginning to end. But you know what? A, a million channels do that, and a million channels do it better than me. Like guys, like again, uh, I always point out new rock stars or everything. Always all those guys, nerdists. They all go through each frame and all that. And I, I just don't have it. I don't have what it takes to do stuff like that. I'm not that person. I'm not that detailed. Um, but. So, uh, you know, essentially the show starts off, we start off with Wanda in bed looking fine as hell, um, essentially choosing to ignore her children for the day, which is, you know, kind of a, I think it's necessary. And I'll talk about that in a second. But, but you know, one of the first details we see is that on the blanket, there's these, these hexagons, you know, there's hexes all across the blanket. One thing that I noticed, I haven't seen anyone put, point out yet that I found interesting was that the design of the hexes you know, it was a big hex, a small hex, a big hex, all kind of united. And you could kind of look at that and in a certain way you look at it, you can see a W or an M, you know, and that, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. It could be Wanda Maximoff, you know what I mean, right? WM. Um, I don't know. I just found that interesting. It could be Magneto, could be Magnus, who knows, right? I just thought that was interesting, you know, like a little interesting detail. I haven't seen anyone point out. Um, you know, she goes downstairs, obviously the video games are changing for the kids. They're, you know, going to, to the ultimate game of Uno, which would separate them as brothers forever. You know what I mean? If you really want to ruin a, a, a relationship between two people, let them play Uno and 
and you know you're going to draw four fights in the span of that game um and as she goes into the you know she, she's obviously losing control at this point of her magic um goes into the kitchen she grabs the milk the milk changes one thing that i found interesting somebody did point out the you know there's a missing kid on the carton and someone i thought made a really good point i forgot who i saw this make this point but that you know could that missing kid now we're seeing a lot of missing kid posters kind of you know we saw that in the spider-man trailer spider-man uh the new spider-man which i homeworld the homeworld trailer uh you know teaser is is all these missing kid posters um one thing that i which you know people have been wondering if that could be what all those kids there for halloween were, were all these missing kids maybe um but one thing i thought about somebody did point out you know could this missing kid be the missing person that jimmy Woo was looking for but then they eat they discarded it fast saying ah but you know this is a kid but what if that is a picture of him of the missing person as a child and that milk carton is going through the same time time warping as everything else, where all of a sudden that carton goes back to the 80s when this person was a kid, let's say, and is the missing child. I don't know. Just a thing I thought about to, to fuck with you. Uh, obviously, the cereal is called Sugar Snaps. That's, you know, pretty, 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 uh, pretty clear, I thought, a pretty obvious thing. Um, we jump into and I, I you got to forgive me because I can't remember the order of all these things. Visions at the circus. And uh, he meets Darcy. Uh, and I found it interesting that they call Darcy the escape artist, that that's her role in the circus is the escape artist. Um, I don't know, you know, is she going to be the one to help whomever get out of this hex by the end of it? Uh, does she have, you know, the, the, the knowledge and wherewithal to figure that out? Um, I think that that's a little detail maybe that, that maybe could be important. Maybe it's nothing, you know, maybe it's just a, a reference to what she's trying to do generally, but, um, I found that interesting. We see Monica turn into Photon, obviously, or Spectrum, however you want to, you know, I've, I've heard different people call her different names. Photon Spectrum is the same character, just has a, a, a pretty, she's pretty powerful. She's, she's definitely one of the, she would come into this universe as one of the stronger uh, characters on the good guy side. You know, she's able to phase through things. She can fly, obviously, convert herself into pretty much any type of energy. Um, I don't, you know, obviously Marvel's probably going to do it a little bit differently. Is she as powerful as as Wanda, for example? You know, she could probably beat the shit out of Wanda with her hands. Uh, but, you know, because of Wanda's ability, um, you know, like in a fist fight, I, I'm giving it to, to Photon. But in a fight, you know, using powers, obviously Wanda's going to be more powerful. Uh, uh, Captain Marvel's going to be more powerful. Thor is one of the most powerful people generally. Hawk even though they've been kind of fucking up Hulk the whole time, he really is, you know, somebody who is able to destroy the world, literally destroys the world in the comics at one point. Um, but she's, she's up there, you know, she, she would, she could beat the shit out of Captain America. Uh, she could probably beat the shit out of, uh, you know, any of the humans pretty much, you know, that's not Captain Marvel. Um, so, so she comes in as one of the more powerful uh, mutants immediately. It's going to be, or well, you know, characters immediately. It's gonna be interesting to see if if she has to fight Quicksilver, what that fight would look like since she can convert herself into energy. Um, but she doesn't have a good handle. And I think that's interesting, right? Because one thing that I had mentioned about Professor X, and I don't think Professor X is gonna, I, I think that's kind of been, I'm like, it's possible. I'm not gonna say it's not possible, but I, I think I'm off that theory right now about Professor X coming in. 
But if you consider that Professor X literally throughout comics and cartoons and movies just pops up when someone's kind of fucking up with their powers or is having trouble controlling their powers, you could look at that as Wanda having trouble controlling her powers. This would be the perfect opportunity for Professor X to come in and mentor her. And Photon just got her powers. It'd be another good opportunity for Professor X to pop in and mentor her. Um, so whatever. Uh, you know, uh, uh, we get the, um, so Monica turns into Photon. At some point in here, there's a Nexus commercial. Um, the Nexus commercial is interesting. So, so you may have seen, if you've watched any other videos, if not, whatever. The Nexus is a kind of a hub where all realities cross, where all the realities in the Marvel Universe cross. Um, this hub, and, and, and additionally, there are a few characters in Marvel, such as Wanda herself, who are uh, what's called Nexus beings. And these are people who do not change across realities. And that's a really important thing because we've never seen, we didn't see Wanda in the MCU, I mean, in Marvel. All right. And I am of the and I'll talk about Quicksilver in a second, but I do still believe that's Quicksilver and Quicksilver immediately recognizing her would then make this make more sense. Because if she's a Nexus being who exists as she is in every universe, then it makes sense that Evan Peters Quicksilver sees her and recognizes her immediately. Whereas obviously Wanda can see him and be like, why do you look different? Right. Well, you would look different. He would look different from a different universe she would look the same because she's this Nexus character. So I think that that is interesting. Obviously, Nexus being, uh, uh, you know, this theoretical place where every, a point in, you know, time where all of these universes are, you know, a point, a point away from time and space where all of these universes are able to connect one central point. Did Wanda just create that? Is that what Wanda has created here? There is, I, I, as far as I know, although, the no more mutants thing, as I looked into it more, it's a little bit different. It's not that she just eliminates mutants, it's that she alters the reality to a different reality, pretty much, where there are no more mutants. You know what I mean? So, you know, is she powerful enough to create a space like that? It's possible. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I think that there is a clue that that new rock stars pointed out, which is the shape of the hex on the outside looking he's like a tanner you look at like a house or you could look at it like a hexagon with half of it sticking out of the ground half of it sticking below the ground and it creating this theoretical shape um that we don't that that we humans can't really perceive um so maybe she did just create this this nexus we don't know um also when one, one thing that i found this is an interesting kind of metaphor here when wanda and and photon first come face to face well you know when they you know whatever face to face outside when agatha swoops in she swoops in on wanda's left shoulder now it's monica's right it's monica's right from monica's perspective but from wanda's perspective it's the left shoulder right and that metaphorical you know metaphorically and throughout literature like the left shoulder that's where the devil is the right shoulder is where the angel is and i think that agatha swoops into the left shoulder speaks swoops then switches to the right shoulder speaks more and ushers her away kind of shows this duality of agatha not only here but also agatha from the comics and i'll talk about agatha in a second but <clears throat> um i just found that interesting right because agatha's not a devil but if she's manipulated by the devil in some way by mephisto right she comes in on the left shoulder as this demon speaking you know, speaking into her ear only to convert to the right because maybe she's bad, maybe she's good. We don't know. 
completely. I mean, I, you know, the, the show makes it clear what we what we should believe, at least. Um, you know, brings her into the house. Uh, obviously, there's also one point where the kids are in the house and Agatha can't be read. You know, Agatha's mind can't be read by by Wiccan. Uh, Wiccan, another again, another instance of mutant of a mutant unable to control his powers, a telekinetic at that. That's important because essentially Professor X is mad. You know, maybe I'm back on Professor X being the guy that's going to pop in here in, in this bitch at some point because Professor X is mad sensitive to <clears throat> to any tele to any uh, telepathic mutants. You know what I mean? And especially if he has access to Cerebro, then he is going to be even more be able to even he'll be able to hear but what he's going through, right? Be able to hear what Wiccan is going through uh, and maybe pop up. So that's interesting. But, uh, you know, we get the Agatha song, Agatha all along her. I, I think she's low key fine. I'll be honest with you. I've been saying that since Step Brothers. you know what I mean? But maybe that's just the perverted side of me. Anyway, that's not the point. Uh, and then we get a post-credit scene where, uh, I'm sorry, we get Ag Agatha all along when, uh, which is clear when they're doing, and I actually, I did catch on to this when they were doing the interview, when they're interviewing Wanda and Wanda's talking to the camera, the cameraman says, do you think that maybe you deserve this? the voice was clearly different, right? It was a clearly different voice when I heard it. Now, I didn't, I couldn't quite put my finger on. I was just like, this sounds weird. When the Agatha All Along song pops up, it's obvious, right? It was her talking just with her voice altered. Um, you know, before that, obviously, Wanda's in there. She's like, where the fuck are these kids? Oh, two things. I'm sorry, before I go that far. Two animals that Wanda couldn't affect, well, well or that, you know, kind of stand out. The stork pops back up. Right. And the stork is unable to be affected by Wanda's magic. He's still shaking it off. And I, I don't know what that means yet. I, I don't think that's I think that I don't think that stork is necessarily irrelevant. Um, especially if you know Agatha's story a bit. Um, there's also the cicada in the in the, the you know, cicadas have a ton of different meanings. I've heard different people. But the, the, here's the point. Anytime you see a bug in some scary person's house or some scary shit you think is popping off. If you see a bug, shit's about to pop off. It's, it's like when the fly flew on Mike Pence's eye. Come on, the devil, easy, easy. You don't really even have to think about it. If you see a bug in somebody's shit, you know it's finna go down. It don't really matter what bug it is. It don't matter, it could be a fucking butterfly. I'm gonna think there's something weird going on here. The science of the lab co cover has a butterfly. It's gonna be weird. Anyway. Um, so, you know, obviously the kids are now missing and, and it's important. The kids are missing is an important thing because I have a feeling we don't see those kids. We may see them again. We're just going to see them being deleted, um, or, you know, being absorbed. I don't think these kids pop back in later. I think they're going to be gone after this show. And I think that the way that the show was written was so that we would not feel any connection to them. You know what I mean? That's in my opinion. I didn't, I don't know about you guys. I didn't feel a ton of connection to these kids. And based on the comics, these kids are about to be gone anyway. So obviously these kids are now missing somewhere. Wanda, the, 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 and it's all set up that way because Wanda wanting to essentially be away for a, a day from these kids and from the fake reality she's created. She wants to step away from this fake reality. And then all of a sudden she forgets about them. She's in the house and is reminded because there's cartoons on the show. I mean, on the TV, there's, you know, uh, these you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm not a fan. I don't like jelly. If you know me, I, I don't like jelly. I like peanut butter. I'm cool with peanut butter. I don't like jelly. In fact, I don't like jelly so much. I think that I, for a long time, I used to say I didn't like peanut butter. 
But now I'm realizing that the reality of that situation was always that I did not like jelly and it had scarred me from not liking peanut butter. You know what I mean? So, you know, I know hey, you, you fat, how you don't like peanut butter and jelly? Cause I don't fuck out of here. They see the sandwiches. She sees the sandwiches. She goes into the basement. Agatha all along basement creepy as hell a little bit creepy i'm gonna jump into that in a second right and boom post credit scene monica is out there opens up the uh, you know the cellar to go into the basement a good detail that new rock stars pointed out was that her license plate that agatha's license plate says connecticut and that that has a real significance we'll talk about when i talk about agatha in a moment here um opens up the doors you know quicksilver pops in snooper's gonna snoop you know, shoot day you, or maybe he was playing Snoop Dogg. I don't know. You know, he didn't have headphones in, but you know, everyone has a song playing at all times in their head. You know, maybe he was playing nothing but a G thing. You know what I mean? I don't know. Anyway, Snoop is going to Snoop, you know, boom, the end. Okay. So let's jump into a quick, some conspiracies that I had about the show, some details that I noticed. I haven't seen anyone point out before I jump into some of the questions, some of the overarching questions. So uh, there was the hex on the pillows I mentioned, the M&W. You know what I mean? Could that be a thing? I don't know. Just Maybe there's just some symbolism there. Wanda Maximoff, this is her reality. WM, that's what I see. You, you Those three hexagons, You if you just put them on a paper and then draw an M or draw a W, you, you'll see it. You know what I mean? Um, maybe it's meant to be the same. You know what I mean? Which could be connected to the to the way that the dark hold is written in the... We, we'll talk about the dark hold book in a second. But, you know, it, it's an ambigram. You know what I mean? Certain like it's an ambiguity. If you read any, if you've read any, uh, you know Dan Brown novels, that motherfucker loves a good ambigram. Um, the delivery guy, we see the the mailman again. Now he is no longer a mailman. He is working for Presto with a rabbit on the hat. Not only that, that 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 is pretty obvious symbolism there. What I found interesting was that the costume, his the, the outfit is blue and yellow. Now now to be clear, let, let's look at this real quick. Wanda has been wearing colors, essentially, that point to her being the Scarlet Witch, right? This episode, um, in this episode, Agnes or Agatha Harkness is wearing purple, which is the color of her character in the comic books. Um, Monica Rambeau breaks through the, the when she becomes Photon, she is wearing an outfit with the colors that are just like her comic book outfit. So I think there is something to what colors they choose to assign to these individuals you know what i mean when somebody's wearing this obviously wiccan and speed have been wearing the colors of their 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 alter egos their, their superhero alter egos so the presto guy has blue and yellow now when i think blue and yellow there are a couple of things you could think of um of uh, adam um uh what's his name uh he was teased in in guardians one um oh my heavens and he oh man adam Oh shit, I can't think of the name. Adam something is driving me crazy. He was teased in, in, in Guardians of the Galaxy and plays a huge role in um in the Infinity Gauntlet saga, which you know, it's interesting. We never actually see him, but they do tease him. Um, so he you know he is those colors. The only other thing, I don't think it's him. The only other color, when I see blue and yellow, what do I think of? I think of the original X-Men outfits. All right, the original X-Men uniforms, blue and yellow. You know what I mean? There is blue and yellow all up and down that bitch, right? Could that, could there be something there? I don't know. Just want to point that out. I haven't seen anyone to point out. I'm just going to say it. I'm just saying it. Right? I'm not saying that Presto is a mutant. I'm saying that blue and yellow is significant. 
Uh, also, along the same colors, during this little showdown between Photon or Monica Rambeau and, and Scarlet Witch, you see Dottie again. We haven't seen Dottie in a while, right? And Dottie is out there. She's, you know, trimming hedges, doing whatever she do. You know, devil's in the details, as she says. And she has purple gloves on, right? The only other character I can think of, well, not the only other character I can think of, but the most significant character I can think of who rocks purple gloves is a character named Clea. Now, Clea is essentially the Sorcerer Supreme of the dimension where Dormammu exists, all right, which is called the Dark Dimension, all right? So she is the Sorceress Supreme of the Dark Dimension. Now, there was rumors that uh, um, Kira Knightley is going to be cast as Clea in... Doctor Strange, although none of that has been confirmed. And Clea is a very, she is not some bullshit character, right? You would you would think, like, that's one thing about when you're dissecting these shows and looking at this, you have to also look at the casting, right? And which is why Agatha is not bigger than I think pe people are making her too big because they would never cast this person if Agatha was this, you know, wasn't, if, if Agatha was was more important, they would cast a bigger name if she wasn't just a side character. It's the truth. It just is what it is. And so with Clea, I don't know that they would cast the person who's playing Dottie, but, you know, it is important. We don't know who Dottie is. Dottie is somebody. Could the reason why they don't know who Dottie is be because she is the Sorcerer Supreme of the dark, you know, of the of the dark universe? Yeah, because she essentially doesn't exist in this world. You know what I mean? And if, in fact, which we'll get to the book in a second, if, in fact, that book is one of the things we think it is, it would make a ton of sense that she is here trying to infiltrate this to see what the fuck is going on before Doctor Strange pops in to help. Um, so, so you know, Purple Gloves, that's Clea. Uh, obviously, people have been trying to think of who Dottie. Is she Clea? Is she, uh, she what's-her-face? I'm not gonna remember her name right now. As uh, another another kind of you know side side superhero, um, who is also a, a you know a sorcerer, ma a magician, whatever. We don't know. You know what I mean? I think Clea makes a ton of sense, but I think that the, it's possible that this character is not casted in a way that would support it being Clea, because you would think the sorceress supreme of that of that reality, that universe, right? Benedict Cumberbatch is the Sorcerer Supreme of this planet, you know? So, you, you know, I mean, not that Keira Knightley is bad, but Keira Knightley obviously is Keira Knightley. Dottie has been in Buffy the Vampire Slayer and a bunch of shit like that. So it's makes it's possible that she could be, especially considering what the implications of that book could be. It could be. One thing that I found interesting in Ag Agatha's basement, I thought was, I thought to me, was reminiscent of the Sanctum Sanctorum, which is essentially the house where, uh, you know, that Dr. Strange lives in. And there's obviously all of these across the the, the world that are, you know, uh, staffed by other sorcerers to uh, make sure that nothing is fucking up in the world. I just found it interesting. It just seemed that way. You know, the, the, the circles at the top with the symbols, uh, then the hexagons under it. When you think about the Sanctum Sanctorum, there's a giant circle with that symbol in the middle of it. And then you have all these circles with these different symbols in it. I, that's what I thought when I saw it. Obviously, a darker, more evil place for these. Any place that's going to have vines, you know what's going to pop off there. I mean, if you saw True Detective Season 1, they walk into a place with vines, that shit is going to pop off, man. It just is what it is. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, those are the only things I really I really caught that I haven't seen anyone else talk about. You know, there's a lot of obvious 
uh, stuff happening. I think some things are obvious. The, the, the next question, so what's left? The, the questions, right? Agatha, right? Who is Agatha? Well, let's talk about Agatha Harkness real quick. It's important to note that Agatha is not a bad guy. Now, I, I, on last week's episode, I kind of misspoke in her role with Mephisto. All right? I misspoke. Agatha is never, is never a villain, really, ever. At one point, she does come in conflict with Wanda. And the reason she comes in conflict with Wanda is, it, let's actually jump back for a second to Agatha's history. No one really knows how old Agatha is. Agatha is said to have been alive before Atlantis fell, which would have been thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. At one point, she settles in New Hampshire, in, in the New England area, uh, and she essentially tries to start up a bunch of different covens or witches associations to protect themselves, not to do anything evil, but to protect themselves against things like the Salem witch trials, which are heavy in Massachusetts. I mean, that's a banger. The Salem witch trials in Massachusetts is like is like Freeway's first album here in Philadelphia. They were bumping that up there. And so her having that Connecticut license plate, you know, kind of really aligns that right there, right? It, it aligns that along with that. So, um, so she settles in, in, in New England at a certain point, and she's, a, I don't want to say she's immortal, but she, through magic, has been alive for a really long time and has been killed seemingly a few times in Marvel, and, but nope, she's back. You know what I mean? It's what Agatha does, but she's not a, she's not a villain, all right? She is just somebody who is trying to protect uh, witches, you know, in this, in this reality. So at one point, she helps the Fantastic Four. The Fantastic Four come to her house. The reason why I mentioned the animals uh, with the stork and the fly and all that is because uh, she has an ability to, she has a cat, which is a familiar to her, which is, you know, if you know anything about witches and man, I mean, really, Doctor Strange's um, cape is kind of like his familiar, you know, typically with any magic shit, there's a familiar, which is in the Think about, uh, well, what was the, the show with, uh, uh, damn, what was that show with, uh, that had Clarissa in it from Clarissa Explains It All and she's a witch. It was on ABC Family. And they had the two, the two aunts who were, you know, low-key fine, even though they were old. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, they have the cat that talks. Well, it's a familiar. Um, so that's the case here. Her her cat in, in the comic books has the ability to turn into a panther. Um, she also has a son. Uh, his last name is Scratch. I think it's, uh, it's uh, uh, I forgot his name already. Um, damn it, I forgot his name. Uh Baron Scratch? Byron Scratch? I can't remember his name. Anyway, he's an asshole. He actually tries to kill Agatha at one point. Um, so he is a bad guy. Agatha is not a bad guy. She helps the Fantastic Four at one point. Um, who, you know, they come to her, they come to her house to chill. And then what happens is the, you know, some some villains break in, try to take advantage. She she comes and helps them. Um, she also uh is kind of like a nanny for a while to Franklin Richards. Franklin Richards, if you don't know, Franklin Richards is the son of uh, Reed and, and Susan. And Franklin Richards is one of the most powerful characters in Marvel. All right. Franklin Richards is able to essentially alter reality on a whim, you know, just because if he dreams it, it, he sees it. If he sees it, it becomes, you know what I mean? It's pretty much what he does. You know what I mean? He is extremely powerful. And, and in the one comic book series uh, for um, Onslaught, you know, Onslaught is a combination of Professor X and Magneto, who are the two most powerful mutants in the world, uh, 
their psyches create this character accidentally called Onslaught, who, you know, fucks up, just fucks the world up. But one of the first things he does is essentially send off Franklin Richards uh, into like another d- dimension away from them, you know, because he would end everything pretty, pretty quickly. He's that powerful. Um, she is, she becomes a, you know, she's like a nanny to Franklin Richards. Finally, at one point, she also becomes a tutor pretty much to Wanda, recognizing that Wanda's magic is created by a character named Chathan. People say Chathan. I say it's Chathan. I don't know. C-H-T-H-O-N. I don't know. When, you, when you're missing the first syllable, what the fuck is your name then? Chathan, who is a what's called an elder god. Uh, now, an elder god, this is, uh, you know, I don't know how elder gods fit in the respects of, uh, you know, of the... Uh, like the, the beginnings of the universe, like the, uh, not the Eternals, the, um, yeah, the Eternals. It, it, yeah, the Eternals is what I'm thinking of. In the scope of the Eternals and characters like that, I don't know where this Elder God fits. Chathan's magic is, he imbues his own magic into Wanda because Chathan's goal is to, you know what? Let's chill for there for one second. Let, let's hold that thought to what Chathan's goal is. He does imbue his magic into Wanda. Agatha recognizes that, decides to mentor Wanda to make sure she doesn't fuck anything up, right? Um, what ends up happening is when Wanda manifests Billy and Tommy, you know, Agatha pops back in and is like, whoa, these kids are actually, the souls you've manifested here are actually pieces of Mephisto's soul. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of dangerous. Those kids then get absorbed into Mephisto to bring Mephisto into this reality, essentially. And to save Wanda from that heartbreak, Agatha alters her memories so that she could for- so she'll forget it. Eventually, Wanda confronts Agatha and kills her. Uh, except that Agatha then pops up again later. And Agatha is not a bad guy. She's never been a bad guy. She's really just been kind of helpful. You know what I mean? Um, but the the idea of her altering, right, right, fucking with her mind a little bit to make her forget things obviously holds true here with what Agatha is doing. We don't know what Agatha's goal is, but for the children, right? We know that. We know it's all for the children. Um, so so let's let's so let's go from that because there's one big question. We all know what the, the big question is. So before I get to that big question, let's jump to my next question I have written here. Is Vision still awake? Vision obviously. So Vision was obviously breaking out, right? He was breaking the hold of everything that was happening. Uh, you know, even even calling out, you know, obviously like the the the, the Halloween episode, he's like, well, I had no other clothes in the closet. Uh, and here's Agatha, right, with what we needed, right? Calling out the metrics of the show to everyone else, waking people up, trying to figure out what's going on. Now, I haven't seen anyone talk about this, but I found this interesting because... In this episode, Vision is now sitting and talking to the camera person. Now, if the camera person is Agatha, that would mean that Agatha is able to maybe alter his mind a little bit. Because why would, why would if he was awake, because we know nothing in this show is happening just for it to happen, right? So, so Vision talking to the cameraman at, you know, the documentary style, the modern family office style, him talking to him is not just for the fuck of it it's because he's playing by the rules of the show right now right and if he is truly not if he was completely awake why would he be abiding by these rules why would he have even taken the trip with darcy to drive over there he could fly darcy the fuck over there right but he, you're, he's playing by all the rules of the show 
he's more comedic and he's like it's like he's become somewhat brain dead somewhat numb as if it's not even like he's become numb it's as if they it's as if the plot was rewritten in the show to include vision like a truman show type character right like jim carrey almost a truman show to include visions awakening as part of the plot of the show actually you know what i mean and now vision is just playing by these rules again right so so that's why i wrote that question how awake is vision right now i think it's it's a interesting question because i don't think vision necessarily obviously vision awakening is to the detriment of of um of Ag of agnes of agatha right it's to the detriment of Ag whatever agatha's plan is whoever's plan is so with everything that happened in that last episode in the halloween episode you wonder if it's like you know what instead of trying to get rid of vision let's let's rewrite it to include him and now he thinks now he thinks he's playing this role of the person who's trying to wake everyone up except he's not he then also throughout the episode becomes more uh he becomes more uh like more uh, emotional and and more aligned with Wanda's struggle you know as he hears Darcy recant the story i mentioned on last week's episode about how in the trailer for the upcoming episodes there's a point where Wanda's like this is our home and Vision says well let's fight for it well that's a 180 from from the the from the Halloween episode and episode before where they were about to fight and now they're about to fight for their home why what's the 180 well this is the 180 they've rewritten Vision's role almost to be you know uh, a more sympathetic to Wanda's struggle and now he's going to be on Wanda's side is kind of what it feels like now I don't know if that's the truth or not it's just something I'm noticing why would he all of a sudden be playing by the rules of the show if he is actually awake and not and outside of that show um we have I don't think we've met the, the, the who's the aerospace engineer I don't think we've met the aerospace engineer I know like there's a ton of people who got disappointed or something because uh they meet major what's her face uh I'm not gonna remember her name. Um, she that's not the aerospace engineer. One, she, Monica makes it clear that the aerospace is, is an engineer is a he. You know, she he makes it clear a few times. Um, so we haven't met the aerospace engineer yet. He might still be outside of the bubble. Maybe there was an off-screen interaction that we didn't see. Who knows? You know what I mean? He, he we haven't met him yet. Uh, I'm gonna still stick with Reed Richards because Agatha. Agatha does play a role with Reed Richards. You know what I mean? Agatha plays a role uh, with the Fantastic Four. It would kind of sort of make sense. The other thing, too, to, to keep in mind, a lot of people are mentioning Dr. Doom. But they're not mentioning the best reason why Dr. Doom could pop in here. Dr. Doom's, Dr. Doom's backstory is fantastic. I mean, he's probably one of my favorite villains. Aside from Dr. Doom being one of the smartest people on Earth, uh, Dr. Doom is always the bridesmaid, never the bride, because he's like the second smartest person on Earth. And he's also the second strongest magician on Earth. Through his trying to resurrect his mother, mother, so his backstory, his mom died. He has a fucked up life. His mom dies, and he goes on a mission to try to bring her back to life. He tries to do it through science and all this shit. That doesn't work. He then goes into magic and he takes the same trip to Tibet that Dr. Strange takes. And he actually becomes <coughs> the second strongest magician on the planet, uh, essentially the second strongest sorcerer on the planet. Um, so 
Magic, Agatha, Fantastic Four, could Doctor Doom pop in here? Maybe, maybe not, but it is a window for Doctor Doom to pop in. Um, I talked about Monica's power. So who is Quicksilver? I still stand by Quicksilver is Quicksilver. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I still stand by it's Quicksilver. Um, some people have made the suge suggestion that Senior Scratchy, the, the, the rabbit, turns into Quicksilver. Could that be possible? Maybe it's possible. Um, but I just think that Quicksilver, again, you know, I'm gonna go back to what he says in that episode, right? And, and, and if what I just said about Vision, Vision being rewritten to work within the scope of the show, even though he's on his own director, his own mission right now, right? Could Quicksilver have been written that way in the way, you know, have his mind, uh, altered in such a way to be this character that is kind of outside of the show's physics, but also not right, kind of speaking to to Wanda's real personality outside of the show's confines. Could he be written that way? We know that he's being controlled by Agatha's magic. The question is, is Agatha's magic controlling him or did Agatha's magic turn the rabbit into him? Again, the point, the question here, what defeats this question is what would be the point of bringing in Evan Peters to play Quicksilver? Again, we go back to casting. What would be the point of bringing in Evan Peters as Quicksilver? What would be the point? Why not just bring back Aaron Taylor Johnson to be Quicksilver again, uh, you know, resurrected or something? No one here can resurrect the dead. That's one thing. The second thing is there's a specific reason why you would choose him to be to be that, to be Quicksilver. And I, I stand by, I believe that is Quicksilver. And that will be the the door that opens up into the X-Men coming in. Um, and she is just controlling him as she has been controlling people's minds throughout this entire show, essentially. Uh, what is Hayward's plan? I think it's pretty clear what Hayward's plan is, right? Hayward's plan is to make Vision a weapon. You know what I mean? To use Vision as what, for the same reason that Tony tried to use Ultron, pretty much. You know what I mean? Except that you have Vision, who is already a good guy. So you don't even have to code for the possibility that Ultron, that Vision becomes evil. You would just use Vision as he is. Vision is really, really powerful, even though they never actually show him. that They kind of take him off the battlefield Im immediately in Avengers uh, Infinity War by getting him stabbed with that, you know, with that, whatchamacallit. But he is pretty powerful. It's not like he's a bitch. Um, so that brings us to the question. What is the book? The book that they show in the basement. Now, in the basement, we see a couple of things, right? We see what seems to be ram's horns and all types of all types. Any reference to the devil that you can think of, fucking a, a thing with horns. Anything that is a thing with horns, except for bulls. Whatever bulls are never used for devils. Always goats and fucking ox and other well, not ox, goats and rams and shit, right? Always used as a symbol for. Baphomet or the devil or whatever you want to call them, call them. Or Mr. Scratch. Scratch is another name for the devil. It's a British slang for the devil. Senior Scratchy, could that be? I don't know. I don't think they would put the devil in the rabbit. That would be too... For, for the way they're going, right, to keep in mind that they're going for Multiverse of Madness, they want that to be a horror movie. Well, you wouldn't turn the devil into a funny character and then go into a horror movie. That just doesn't really make a ton of sense. Uh, I think the rabbit is some sort of familiar. You know what I mean? Um, oh, we also get Agnes killed the dog, uh, which is, you know, whatever, kind of similar. The, 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 what, Agnes, what happens to that dog in the comic books is he eats the plant that Agnes was out, which is the elderberry plant. 
they, I think it's the elderberry, but I think that's what it's called. New Rockstars did a great job pointing out that that could be the plant that Agnes is sitting in front of talking to the camera uh, and looking at this plant. And even that brings up a question. What is Agnes, why is Agnes talking to the camera, right? What's even the point of that? Maybe she's reporting to someone or something. I don't know, just a thought. That plant would be used to control the minds of other people. The dog eats that plant in the comic books, in the Vision comic book, which a lot of people believe this is based on, because Agatha does play a role in that Vision comic. Um, that dog eats a plant and gets sick and dies. So what is that book? Uh, a lot of people are seeing the Dark Hold. The Dark Hold was already introduced into Agents of Shield, but Agents of Shield is not actual canon for Marvel. Um, and the Dark Hold is essentially a book. The, the Dark Hold is kind of a cheat. There's a million magic books, as you see in, in Doctor Strange's library. The Dark Hold contains every spell ever written, essentially. All right. And it's been, it was made with dark magic, dark magic, which is Chathan's power. Okay. So if that is the Dark Hold and Agatha is doing that, what is Chathan's? Goal. Well, Chathan's goal in the comics is to create the Nexus, is essentially to find a place to find the Nexus to, to bring himself into existence, essentially. You know what I mean? Because right now he kind of like Dormammu exists in this dark realm outside of existence. He needs a doorway. The way to get to that doorway is through Wanda to come in. Okay. Now they could probably redo, they could just merge the the, the story of Chathan and Mephisto, that's what Marvel's been doing. They do that a ton. Merge the stories and have Mephisto essentially use the kids because the story of those kids is, again, they are pieces of Mephisto's soul that he grants to Wanda when Wanda manifests these two kids. He then uses those kids, absorbs them to bring himself into this reality, essentially. So could they be merging? That could be. Uh, some people have su suggested the Druid Tome, which is an actual magic book that Wanda dealt with. Essentially, Captain America fights someone in London who is using this book. He sends the book to Wanda to investigate. And with that book comes another magician. I can't, I can't remember the name. The character is so obscure. Uh, Wanda and Vision defeat, defeat him by throwing the, the book in, in the fire. And that's the end. I think it's the Necronomicon. Now, the Necronomicon is a bit of a cheat, too, because the Necronomicon is a book based off of a portion of the dark hold. But the reason why I think it's the Necronomicon is because that book specifically is used for one reason, to bring Satan, to bring Lucifer into reality. And they do it by bringing two, two uh, it calls two demons into existence. And those two demons are there to call in Lucifer, essentially to call in Satan. So that's my guess. My guess is it's the Necronomicon. They could really be putting the Dark Hold and Necronomicon together, which would make sense. Because again, the Necronomicon is just, it's essentially like when people, you, what, what's the, um, what is the, the, uh, the book from the Old Testament that people be using? Uh, like it's its own religion. I can't remember the book now. Uh, anyway, it's kind of the same thing. The Necronomicon is just a book within the Darkhold. You know what I mean? But I, I don't think, I don't think they would bring the Darkhold in now. They could. I, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I'm gonna go with the Necronomicon just because the purpose, literally, the purpose of that book is to bring back the devil. I would think that Doctor Strange would have the Darkhold. You know what I mean? And that's the other thing. Could he lose? The Necronomicon, a, a quote-unquote lesser book, could he lose that book 
the dark hole though would be a book that's like oh this can this goes nowhere this needs to stay here uh for them to just lose that book for example would be kind of crazy to me i would think that the necronomicon would be the book now there's been some interesting thoughts here. I'm just going to throw this last thought out here. Some people have wondered, but, you know, again, still wondering who is going to be this cameo, this fucking Luke Skywalker level cameo. Uh, and I saw someone suggest Al Pacino. Al Pacino has been in talks with Kevin Feige about coming into Marvel in some role over the last like year and a half, I think. Uh, we haven't really heard much about it, but they mentioned uh, you know, there's been a lot of meta jokes here and they mentioned the idea that, well, you know, he did, he does play the devil and devil's advocate, uh, you know, and talking about, we're talking about a multiverse, not to say that they would connect the devil's advocate to here, but just, could you see a situation where Al Pacino is Mephisto in this show, you know, and we're, we've seen him as the devil elsewhere. Uh, it's like this really meta joke like a very Deadpool-like joke. And I find it interesting because, again, breaking the breaking the fourth wall, right? We see a lot of fourth walls broken, obviously, in this show. The whole purpose is talking to the cameras, breaking the fourth wall. We see Monica, you know, when you see Monica fly through all of these walls at, when he when she first gets ejected by, um, by Wanda, she breaks four walls. You know, what if uh, what if Deadpool popped in this bitch, right? Breaking the fourth wall. That's Deadpool's whole thing is breaking the fourth wall. That's a way, that's a reach. It's a super reach. It's not going to be Deadpool, but that's a reach. What if it was? Um, so I don't know. They said Al Pacino. I, I, that some people have been kicking that around. I don't think it is going to be Al Pacino, but it'd be interesting. You know what I mean? I just don't know if, I, I can't even imagine Al Pacino right now in a Marvel movie. He's just too over the top. You know what I mean? hoo you know, doing all these noises and shit. I'm the devil. Well, I don't like it. I don't think I like it. But it'd be funny because then you could also bring in Keanu Reeves, who was also in uh, Devil's Advocate, and bring in Keanu Reeves to to play Dark, uh, uh, to play Ghost Rider. You know what I mean? Now, the other thing about why it could be the Dark Hold, though, real quick, why it could be the Dark Hold. The Dark Hold is also heavily connected with vampires in the Marvel Universe, and we know they are bringing in vampires. No blades coming in. Morbius is dropping, I think, this summer. Morbius is supposed to drop, and Morbius is supposed to be connected to Venom and also be connected to Spider-Man. Um, so, you know, the the, the, the Tom Hardy Venom, which is fresh. Um, so, we'll see. You know, and the Dark Hold is connected to Vampire. So, just a thought. You know, it could be the Dark Hold. So, uh, we'll see. I don't know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? I'm going to still stand by Agatha's. Agatha is at the whim of another character. You know what I mean? Agatha is at the whim of another character. Um, you know, she's been behind, she is the villain of this season of this show so far, but she is just working for somebody else. Um, we haven't met the aerospace engineer. I still think Quicksilver is Quicksilver. And we're going to find out, I think next next week's episode, the penultimate episode, right, is what Game of Thrones love to do. Throw all this shit in the penultimate episode. So let's see what happens. You know, I think it's going to be great. Uh, other than that, everyone else, stay safe. Wash your hands, wear a mask, wear a stupid mask because I hate your face. Uh, Black Lives Matter, arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor, and that's sometimes it. And sometimes I gotta, uh, and sometimes, and sometimes I gotta, cope, 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 uh, and sometimes, and sometimes I gotta.